join us, Sarah and Georgia, as we help you get to grips with money and take control of your finances in a fun and simple way. We talk all things money from investments, pensions and benefits to your mindset around money and steps we can take to improve your relationship with money. Together, we've got this. Hi, and welcome to episode five of the Money Confidence Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about tax, baby. <laughs> tax. <laughs> Don't switch off. <laughs> we're going to make it interesting. Okay. As interesting as it can no, be. As interesting as it can be. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so t- there's different kinds of taxes. The one that I think most people know about is income tax. Yeah. So that's the money that comes out you pay every month, basically. Yeah. There's something called the personal allowance, and that's how much income you can receive that's tax-free. So this tax year, it's twelve thousand five hundred seventy. So basically, if your income is twelve thousand five hundred seventy, that falls within your personal allowance and is tax-free. Yeah. Okay. Personal allowance is different for some people, especially if you're earning over a hundred thousand, or some people receive blind persons allowance or marriage allowance. Then it's slightly higher. And then you've got the basic rate band, which is £12,571 to £50,270. And then that's taxed at 20%. And then if you go into the higher rate, that's your earnings from £50,271 to £150,000. So on earnings above £100,000, your personal allowance is reduced by £1 for every £2. Yeah, okay. So if you had, you know, £150,000, that was your earnings, how much would your personal allowance be? Zero. (laughs) You look so proud of yourself, then. You're like, zero. (laughs) I know the answer. If your adjusted net income is 125,140 or more, your personal allowance is zero, no. Zero. So that then basically means the amount of tax that you actually will pay is higher because you don't have that initial tax-free allowance. So obviously not ideal, but I think a lot of people, don't they, they do things like contributing to their pensions. Yeah, the effective rate of tax for income between 100,000 and 125,140 is 60%. Yeah, that's that's really high, isn't it? It is really high. It's the highest rate of tax in Europe. Interesting. Okay. It's 60% because you're losing your personal allowance. Yeah. And also you're paying 40% tax between that threshold. So it's high. It's very high, but there are things you can do to reduce it. In order to get your adjusting that income below 100,000, you can make yeah. a pension contribution. Oh, yeah. And then you also get tax relief on that, too. If your income is between 100,000 and 125,140, if you make a pension contribution, you're effectively getting 60% tax relief. Yeah, because so you're regaining your personal allowance. Mm hmm. And you're also getting the 40%. So you get the 20% that is um, kind of automatically paid into the account, don't you? 20% is added at source by your pension provider. And then in terms of the higher rate tax relief, it depends how it's taken. So if you're doing salary sacrifice, it's taken from your gross pay anyway. So you don't need to do anything. 
if you make a personal contribution, then you need to tell HMRC to get the over 20% yeah. tax. I think that's really tax. important because I'm sure a lot of people probably forget to let HMRC know, to be honest. If you do it via salary sacrifice, which basically means, George, what does that mean? Then it comes out of your gross income, doesn't it? Yeah, before you've paid does. any tax on it. Yeah, so you'll also be saving on national insurance contributions as well. And also your employer will be saving on national insurance contributions. And sometimes the employer passes their savings they've made in reduced national insurance onto you by making a higher pension contribution. They do. No, No, I didn't mean they don't. Yeah, they do. (laughs) So that's something you could ask your employer as well. Yeah. Benefiting them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So one of the things you could do is make a pension contribution. Yeah. Another thing you could do is make a gift aid donation because that, reduces your total income in a similar way to making a pension contribution yeah another thing you can do is if you're an employee you can give up some of your taxable earnings for non-cash employee benefits of equivalent value so okay I didn't know that yeah there's a there's a wide range of benefits in kind that can be earned through salary sacrifice yeah uh, which also says on national insurance interesting some benefits they count towards your taxable earnings such as private medical cover and dental cover yeah where there's so there's no rebate of personal allowance for them benefits and no we just need to check but that's another way you can reduce your taxable earnings so we're going to do a quick um q a round on national insurance because it is not the most exciting topic so we thought we'd kind of try and jazz it up as best as we can so let's go Thank sarah you. Let's go. Okay. So Georgia, how many years of national insurance contributions do I need to get the full state pension? You need 35 qualifying years for the new state pension. On to you, Sarah. Will I still get a state pension if I don't have 35 qualifying years? Yes. As long as you have at least 10 qualifying years of national insurance contributions or credit. Oh, that's good. I just want to add something in here. Once you reach state pension age, you no longer pay national insurance contributions, even if you're still working. Oh, Georgia, (laughs) how do I know if I have gaps in my national insurance record? You can check your national insurance record on the government website. Um, And if you've, you know, you might have gaps in your record. You can also send off a BR19 form straight to HMRC, which will tell you how many qualifying years you have. So, Sarah, what do I do if I find out that I do have gaps in my record? Well, Georgia, you may be able to fill in the gaps by paying voluntary <laughs> class three contributions. Oh, wow. Weekly at a flat rate. And what is the flat rate, Sarah? That's a good question, Georgia. I know that last year it was £15.40p. Should we find out what it is for this year? Yeah. So this year it's £15, £85 per week. 15 <laughs> 15 one said five. 15 pounds and eight no i didn't i said 15 <laughs> no, no georgia you said 15 pounds and 85 pounds <laughs> so yeah so the for the current tax year it's 15 pounds and 85 pence 15 pounds and 85p sarah i think you were going to ask me a question let me see <laughs> georgia can I pay voluntary contributions at any time? You can usually only pay for gaps in your national insurance record for the last six years. Um, and the deadline for that is the 5th of April each year. But if you're self-employed and um, not paying class two national insurance contributions through self-assessment, you can then pay 
voluntary class two and three contributions. So class two and three contributions count towards different benefits, but both count towards the new state pension. Yeah. Also, in terms of paying voluntary contributions, you only need to pay them if you know that you, you won't get the qualifying years yeah at state pension age otherwise you're kind of just paying for the sake of paying aren't yeah. you if you're not making national insurance contributions check to see if you are receiving credits 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 national insurance credits if you don't receive oh. these automatically it's important that you apply for these if eligible just on that note so child benefit if you're claiming child benefit and not working you get national insurance credits towards your state pension which i think is important claiming child benefit until your youngest child is 12 will give you national insurance credits which count towards your state pension well that's good if one parent earns more than fifty thousand a year but less Mm -hmm. than sixty thousand a year then the higher earner will have to pay back some of the child benefit in the form of extra income tax via self-assessment if one parent earns more than sixty thousand a year then you'll have to pay back all of your child benefit as income tax just say one of you's not working and receiving child benefit and then your partner is earning over sixty thousand, but you can still apply to receive the child benefit but choose not to take the payments and then at least you'll still be getting the credits yeah towards your state pension so you're still protecting your state pension which is important yeah and that's all i've got to say on that oh good they were good facts actually they mm. were only really interesting thanks <laughs> Okay, so another type of income is dividend income. So a dividend is a distribution of profits by a corporation to its shareholders. So if you own certain shares, you might get a dividend. Or if you've got a limited company and you're a director, you might pay yourself a salary and also dividends. You can have 2,000 dividends each year without paying any tax, which is your dividend allowance. Any dividend over the dividend allowance, you pay either basic rate tax, higher rate tax or additional rate tax. It's just gone up actually this year by 1.25%. So the tax that you pay, the basic rate tax, it's (laughs) 8.75%. And now the higher rate is 33.75% and the additional rate is 39.35%. So that's dividends. And there's also savings interest. Oh, yes. <laughs> we seem really excited about that. Do you, want to, do you want to carry that on? So the personal saving allowance works again with your basic rate, higher rate or additional rate tax band. So if you're a basic rate taxpayer, you will get a thousand pounds of personal saving allowance, which basically means you can have a thousand pounds of interest paid into your bank account in a year and you will not pay tax on it. So if you're a higher rate, that amount reduces to 500 pounds. And if you're additional rate, that amount reduces again to nothing. So (laughs) absolutely zero. So any interest above these amounts, you then actually pay tax at your normal income tax rate. So yeah, it's a pretty good advantage if you're a basic or higher rate taxpayer. So another tax is capital gains tax, also CGT, capital gains tax. So capital gains tax is paid on capital gains. So for example, investments that are outside of an ISA, so shares, stocks, 
something called the general investment account, which is an investment account um, which isn't within a tax efficient wrapper. If your investments grow by, say, uh, 50,000 in 10 years, and then you sold all the investments, so then there's a gain of 50,000 pounds. Wow. <laughs> and so you have a capital gains tax personal allowance, which is currently 12,300. So 12,300 of the gain yeah. would fall within your capital gains tax allowance and be tax free. So you wouldn't pay tax on that. But the rest would be taxed. Uh, it depends on what rate of tax you pay. And also whether it's an investment or a property. Yes, it does. Yes. So if you base your rate taxpayer, if you've got a gain on your investment over 12300 and if all of it falls within your basic rate tax band, you pay 10%. Yeah. And if you're a high rate taxpayer, you pay... 20%. And if you're an additional rate taxpayer, you pay 20%. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's still 20%. Gains on residential property are taxed at a different rate. So not your home, but if you've got a second property and you sell that and make a gain on that, then if you're a base rate taxpayer, the tax is 18%. And if you're a higher or additional rate taxpayer, it's 28%. As well as for trusts, it's also 28% for trusts. Okay. Yeah, the last tax we want to talk about is inheritance tax. So IHT stands for inheritance tax. Georgia? Yeah, so inheritance tax is obviously a tax that someone pays on inheritance. So it's a tax you'll pay when you die. Everybody has a nil rate band. So your nil rate band will be 325,000 for the current tax year. So that's the amount that you can pass on tax free on your death. You will also, if you have children or direct descendants, you will um, have a residential nil rate band, which is a maximum of £175,000 per person for the current tax year. If your house is not worth £175,000, you don't get the full amount. If your house is only worth £100,000, then you will only have a residential nil rate band of £100,000. Um, anything that's passed between spouses, whether you're in a civil partnership or whether you are married, is taxed free on death. Um, so the current tax rate is 40% um, above your nil rate band. And if you wish to make charitable donations of 10% of your estate, that um, inheritance tax rate falls to 36%. Just to summarise, different taxes are income tax, dividend tax, capital gains tax, inheritance tax, the personal savings allowance. And the personal savings allowance. Have I missed any? I don't think you've missed any that we nearly really need to speak about. Obviously, there's corporation tax and all that stuff. Obviously. Oh, the national insurance. Oh, and we spoke about national insurance. We spoke insurance. about national yeah. insurance. So they're the main types of taxes. Next episode, we'll be talking about pensions. Pensions are my favourite. Are they really? No, I find them quite interesting. IHT is my favourite. I do like pensions, though. There's so much to talk about. Yeah, We've got so much yeah. to talk about, so join us next time. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you again soon. We do. See you then. Bye. Bye. All views expressed in this podcast are our own and not our employers. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. Investments can go down as well as up and you might not get back the amount you put in, especially if you take your money out too early. Investments may be subject to tax. The impact of taxation and any tax reliefs depends on your circumstances.